A goddess entrepreneur sees her business as a spiritual devotion and service to the collective. In this podcast, you can expect to learn all about feminine-led business, specifically online business. Here, we see entrepreneurship as the path to self-mastery and liberation. I'm your host, Mari Grace Theory, and today I want to talk to you about why you should write a business plan for your spiritual online business. While there's definitely value in starting from scratch and starting without any structure, just in the name of getting the ball rolling or proving your concept or getting your foot in the door, at some point, you will need to sit down and map your way to profitability. And the steps are the same across all businesses, spiritual or not, online or not. You have to sit down and ask yourself, what are the resources required? And I'm talking about both time and money for both income generating activities and overall operations. And what amount of revenue will make the spending of those resources worth it? Most goddess entrepreneurs never sit down to do these calculations. And when they do, they discover that they've been undercharging and overworking sometimes for years. I've seen it all. Believe me. You see, as women, we have the programming of enough. And this will be the number one program that you will need to decondition from as you run your business. This is the concept of only ever manifesting enough. Enough to pay the bills, enough to break even, enough to get by. What you don't realize is that enough will remain a constant in your life even if you start to make more money because you'll simply start spending more money. Without plans for the surplus, you'll buy a course here or invest in something over there and at the end of the day, still manage to spend exactly what you bring in. It's a vicious cycle and believe me, I see it all the time. I did it my first few years in business and it wasn't until I crossed six figures while still managing to spend it all that I realized this was a deeper issue beyond my ability to receive. And in our interview with a goddess entrepreneur this month, I am talking to Dagmara of Thrives and we go deeper into this. So make sure to keep your eyes out for that episode. It is episode 29. So Whether you are just starting out or not, if you haven't mapped out a business plan, I highly encourage you to do so. I'm going to talk specifically about a coaching business or a business that offers one-on-one sessions or even services today, but I'm going to talk about this through the lens of replacing another income or another job because I'm assuming that's your goal, right? Okay, let's dive in. So when you're planning a new coaching business to replace your job, it will require careful consideration of various factors and you need a business plan. But before you sit down to write that out, 
here are the first few steps that you need to take. First, you really have to define your niche. And I know this is one of those things that's floating around. Oh, you got to find your niche, you got to find your niche, but you kind of do. Okay. So identify your area of expertise and passion with your coaching. What type of coaching are you best suited for? Are you doing life coaching or career coaching, health coaching, business coaching? Now determine the specific services that you'll offer to your clients within your chosen niche. This is the act of taking things out of the ethers, out of the mind, out of the crown, and writing it down, putting it either ink to paper or in your notes, on your computer or into a Google Doc, and just really like looking at it, okay? Sometimes there are blind spots that we don't see until it is down on paper or on the computer screen in front of us. When it lives in the head, it's still kind of just an idea, okay? But how are we going to implement that idea? And I know that I talk about that a lot, about implementing the idea. And in reality, an idea is nothing without implementation, okay? So how are you going to ground this down into reality. The next thing that you need to do is market research. Research your target audience. Who are your ideal clients? What are their needs, their challenges, their preferences? Where are they hanging out? Are they in really niche Reddit threads, having really interesting conversations? Are they on Instagram? Are they on TikTok? Are they in Facebook groups? Are they in a niche Instagram direct message group? (laughs) There are lots of different places where people are hanging out. Are they in a Telegram chat? Really pay attention to where your audience is hanging out and where they're being served already, where they are looking. And then that's going to go hand in hand with analyzing your competitors. And I say competitor as in, you know, an obvious person that is in the field doing something similar. I don't mean that you need to be aggressively competitive with those people, but it is empowering to see, okay, this is what this person's doing. This is how they are being successful, but also noticing their weaknesses, because their weaknesses are how you can differentiate your services. So who else is out there? What are they doing? And what's missing from their offers, right? A lot of the time in those subreddits, you will see what people need that you'll see. Okay, so they went to this person and they got, you know, half of what they needed, but they didn't get all of it. And I know that I can provide the other half. So really knowing your value and how to present yourself to the market is really important. And it really helps ground your sole mission into a business. The next thing that I want you to think about is your online presence. And this comes in the form of branding and your business name. And you do want to choose a business name that reflects your niche and your values. Okay, so maybe you do want your business name to just be your name or you want it to be something else. Make sure that it reflects a brand that you can get behind for a long time. Because if you're serious about this, this isn't just a whim or a forever side hustle. This is a business 
And when you treat your business like a business, it will pay you like a business. And I know that that's what you want, especially if you're trying to replace a job that you don't want to do anymore. And you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be successful and you want to be able to earn income from your sole mission, from something that's really important to you. Most of the time, you do want to have some kind of professional logo and branding. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to break the bank, but a common mistake that I see happening is shifting the branding all the time. Okay, now this is the logo. Now these are the colors. Now da 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 da. Really do some soul searching. And I do believe in buy once, cry once. If you are serious about it, then you probably do want to hire someone to flesh out your ideas into a brand, into something that you can really truly get behind. Because if you do it yourself or you don't have the skills to do it yourself and you do it yourself, some sometimes you can be able to channel that and that's totally cool too. But if you don't have those skills and you do it yourself, you're probably just going to get sick of it in a few months or a year and then you're going to want to change it again. And it's not that you can't change your brand. Of course you can. And we're all going to pivot in, in business many, many times. I just pivoted in my business. However, my branding gets to remain the same because I have known all along that this is my brand, right? And that whatever I do is going to fall under this umbrella. So make sure that you are paying attention to that as you are laying the foundation. So you do want to have a solid brand that people can recognize you from. Oh, that's her. Like when you see a red rose, you probably think of goddess support. <laughs> when you see my black branding, everything is black and luxurious with roses, with gold, you think of goddess support, right? These are things that are important. So definitely take this into consideration. If you are feeling called, you can go ahead and develop a website that showcases your expertise, your services, and share some client testimonials. However, I definitely am of the belief that you do not need a website. You can just have a really solid social media presence and provide social proof in order to showcase your expertise and your services and your testimonials. You do not necessarily need a expensive website or anything like that. So people are hanging out in certain spaces. They're not necessarily hanging out on your website. So definitely don't feel pressured to develop a website right away. I would focus more on your brand and your social proof or your social media presence. The next place that you want to focus, if this applies, right? Do you need any kind of certification? Do you need any training to enhance your credibility or your skills? You may, you may not. Sometimes it's that little push that can tell the subconscious mind like, okay, I'm legit. I'm not an imposter. And so it can be beneficial to do that, right? Like for me, I've taken a lot of online business courses and that's definitely helped me excel in the space and feel more confident in charging for my services. But I'm not just going to keep taking a million all the time, right? You have to also put a cap on it and be like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Don't just seek out certification after certification after certification. I mean, you can if you want, but that is not required in order for you to charge what you're worth. 
Another thing you want to consider before you sit down to write your business plan is how are you going to acquire clients? How are you going to meet them? Is it going to come from your existing network? I know that a lot of us usually fall into one or two categories. The first category is yes, my immediate network are people who could potentially be my clients. The next category is fuck no, they absolutely are not. I don't want any of these people to be my potential clients. They're people from my past. They know the little me. This is the big me. I don't want anything to do with these people. That's kind of how I was for a really long time. Now I'm to the point where I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) And I'm just like, whatever. I'm going to talk about my moon blood to everyone I went to Catholic school with. I don't care. But for a while, I was like, I'm not going to sell to those people. But There have been a few that have come through and been like, wow, really love what you're doing. So you also never know. So where are you going to get your clients? How are you going to get them? Are you going to offer some free workshops? Are you going to start a podcast? Do discovery calls like consultations? How are you going to showcase your expertise? How are you going to attract potential clients? Something that you want to think about. And then how are you going to use the social media platforms that you have in order to share valuable content with your branding and engage with your audience? These are all things to think about. Fleshing out all the answers to these questions is really going to help you write a business plan. Pricing and packages. Determine your pricing structure based on your expertise, market demand, and the value that you provide. Are you new? Are you seasoned? Is this a big market with people selling for 50 bucks? Or is this a small market where everything is 500 bucks? Just pay attention. These are just things to notice so that you can properly price yourself. And I have a whole masterclass all about pricing called Price Like a Goddess that you can get on my website, goddess.support. You want to create your packages with different levels of engagement and pricing to cater to a range of clients. This is called a product suite. You have a low, a mid, and a high. A low is something like what I just mentioned. I have a masterclass. You can buy any time. It's my lowest priced offer. Then there's the mid priced offer if you want to go deeper. And then there's the higher ticket things. That's more like working one-on-one with me. So you want to have those three levels. And I get deeper into this inside my course, Sell Like a Goddess, but I'm not going to get deep into that today. But that is also something that you want to consider. And you don't have to start out with three products. You can just start with one. In fact, you probably do want to just start with one, but it's always good to really think about, okay, what are the different levels that people can engage with me at? What is something that I can offer someone who maybe doesn't have the financial means to pay for high ticket or things like that? How are you going to engage with clients? Client comes through the door. What is the system for onboarding them? How do you figure out what they need? How are you going to set goals with your clients and track their progress? What is the milestone that the client is trying to achieve? This is another thing that you really want to map out in your business. And I've seen this mistake be made a lot in some of my clients that I've had in the past or women who have taken some of my self-paced programs is they're creating an offer and there really isn't a goal. And so people are kind of coming away from it like, okay, what is next? Or there's no real reason to continue. Okay, so you definitely want to have stage one. This is what we're going to accomplish. And then maybe when that program is up or that agreement that you have with that client is up, 
you can sell them the next level, the next step. And it's a natural progression. The worst thing that can happen is the client is saying, okay, we're done. What's next? And you're like, I don't know. We're done. No. If they want to keep working with you, you want to give them somewhere to go. So map that out as well. How are you going to manage your time? If you are transitioning from another job or you are still working full time at another job, you're going to have to learn to manage your time effectively. That means allocating dedicated time slots for your coaching business while maintaining a work-life balance. So write it out. All I'm asking you to do is take some notes. Okay, how am I going to make this work? Don't just let it flow. And the next thing you know, you're totally out of balance with your work and your life and you're working all the time and your beloved is frustrated with you and you're stressed out and just try to map things out a little bit before you get to that place. Okay. The next thing to look at is very unsexy legal and financial considerations. You know, do you need to register your business? Is there any type of license or permit? Do you need a separate business bank account to manage your finances? What if you do just explode and make six figures? How do you know how much you need to save for taxes? You may need to consult with a legal professional to ensure that you have the proper agreements in place with your clients or making sure that you have the proper structure set up. What if you charge for your services and you forget to charge taxes? to your clients. That means that you're going to be paying all those taxes. And that's never fun. I get into this in my self-paced course, Ground Your Business, but everything is different from state to state. If you're in the United States or if you're in another country, you may need to pay a professional. So that's another thing to look out for. The next thing to think about is networking and partnerships. Are there other coaches or other professionals in related fields that can help you expand your network? Who do you have synergy with that you can maybe have a potential partnership that can help you reach a wider audience? A very basic example of this is a podcast. Is there another person's podcast that you can go on to so that you can reach a wider audience where it's a win-win for everyone involved or maybe you invite another coach to go live with to talk about a certain topic and this also allows you to reach a wider audience. These are just things to consider. Okay, who can I partner up with? Because there's a lot of opportunity that you might overlook unless you sit down and think about it. This is just another prompt that I want you to really look at. Write it down. Who can I network with? Usually the first time that you think about this type of question, you're like, nah, there's nobody I have to do this all on my own. I got to pull myself up on my bootstraps. No, you don't. There are people that you can network with. Believe me. The next thing that I want you to think about is the transition plan. Determine when and how you will transition from an old job to your coaching business or transition fully into your coaching business. Maybe you have another business or something that you're kind of moving out of, or maybe you want to move into a different niche. You know, will it be a gradual transition or will it be more of an abrupt shift? I don't recommend something abrupt, but some people really thrive inside that kind of energy. I do not. So make sure that you know which type of person you are. These are all just things that I want you to consider. And then you're going to take all that research, everything that you've written down and create a business plan from it. Writing a business plan forces you to clearly define the scope, 
niche and focus of your business. And this clarity helps you understand your unique value proposition and the specific services that you'll offer, making it easier to target the right clients and stand out in the market. Never underestimate the power of mapping things out. First of all, as women, we thrive inside masculine structures because they allow us to feel safe enough to expand. This is because if we solely operate from the feminine, the energy will be out of balance. It's as simple as that. You need the divine masculine built into your business. So if you're a super feminine person, if you're super ethereal, everything's in the mind and you don't have things written down, set aside some time to get into your masculine, do what you need to do to get into that space. Maybe instead of typing, it's a blank sheet of paper without lines on it where you can really draw out a map. Sometimes I've seen that that works really well for super feminine women. It's like you kind of have to draw a diagram of how everything is going to work. Just do whatever it takes to get this mapped out. That is how you will get from A to B faster rather than it being long and drawn out for basically no reason. Structure is what's going to help you get to where you want to go. Second, just like how children love limits, schedules, and structure, your inner child needs these things too. When there is too much left to chance, whims, and the unexpected, then it's way more difficult to surrender and grow. If you're constantly looking over your shoulder for what could go wrong, you will stay stuck at the level you're at. The best thing that you can do is give yourself structure and a roadmap to grow into. Think of it as a lattice and you are a vine. There's no exact way that the vine has to weave into the lattice, but with the structure of that lattice, the vine will inevitably reach higher and higher once you've got your notes written out and you've outlined your business goals, both short and long term, and you have outlined a marketing strategy of how you will attract and retain clients and which platforms you're going to use. And then once you've written down some initial financial projections, okay, this is how much it's going to cost me financially and time-wise. At the beginning, these are going to be ongoing expenses. I need a subscription to this service or whatever. How are you going to price your coaching services? Because that's going to need to cover all of that. And remember, we're not just focusing on enough. We need overflow. Once you've mapped all that out, then you can write your business plan. And a business plan will help you set clear and achievable goals for your business. And like I said, you can outline the short-term and the long-term objectives along with the strategies that you'll use to achieve them. And the strategic approach ensures that you're working towards specific milestones and not simply wandering in your business efforts. Remember, building a successful business takes time and effort. So be patient, adaptable, and open to learning from your experiences. As you gain clients and build your reputation, you will be on your way to replacing your old income or your old job or your other business with a thriving soul mission-based business. I go over 
the exact steps for how to write a business plan for your spiritual business inside my self-paced course, Ground Your Business. Writing the business plan is just one module out of 14. Get into financial literacy, banking, accounting, budgeting, writing that business plan, how you're going to structure and organize everything, a little bit of legal, how to get paid, your daily business tasks. And then of course, since this is for goddess entrepreneurs, we also get into embodiment. I have a goddess guide for you and many other things. You can learn all about that on my website, goddess.support. This is my foundational course that you need to turn your soul mission into a thriving business. And It includes all the steps that I see goddess entrepreneurs skip when they get started and then their business suffers later because of it or worse, they completely give up because they never learned the business basics. I live my life in full devotion to your success and your empowerment and I want you out there serving the world, your medicine and thriving. You can do this goddess. Please let me know if you have any questions or need any more specific guidance. I would love to answer your questions. And also, if you haven't signed up for the Spiritual CEO Tools Masterclass, it's completely free. You can find it at the link in my show notes. It's also a great place to start and evaluate where you're at and what tools can propel you forward. And if you really want to go deeper, you can book a one-on-one session with me or leave a review for this podcast either on Apple or Spotify to be entered to win one. Just make sure that you screenshot your review before you hit submit and email the screenshot to my team, hello at goddess.support. As usual, thank you for listening. Blessings to you and yours, and I'll see you next time.